0: hello and welcome to the fantasy sanctuary week 12 is in the books the fantasy season is fast disappearing but don't worry i'm here to talk through 10 players who are either rising or falling in dynasty and tell you what you should be doing them should you be buying should you be selling i'm going to walk you through all of that in this short 10 minute video so stick around and let's talk through some players Starting at the top, the biggest driver of the week, Kyron Williams. Hopefully, if you've been listening for the past month, six weeks, I've been screaming from the rooftops to go out and buy Kyron Williams. He is the running back two right now in points per game. I don't get it. Everybody just seems to forget what he's doing. He's been phenomenal. He's leading the league in success rate. He was amazing again on Sunday. When he's in, he is the lead back over 68% opportunity share in this offense. He is now my dynasty running back 10, which is absolutely wild to think this guy was probably undrafted in the offseason. but I would happily go and buy for a mid 2024 first. But the best thing is I don't think you need to pay that. I honestly think you can go and acquire him right now for a late first, if not an early second, he is still undervalued, all because of a slow 40-time and bad draft capital. But sometimes you've just got to accept what you're seeing on the field. The guy's getting it done. He's looked fast. He's looked explosive. And with the volume of work that he is getting in Los Angeles, he is going to be a league winner, guaranteed. The next riser, look, I was not a Russell Wilson believer in the offseason at the beginning of the season. I was talking about how he could potentially lose his job and they bring in Jarrett Stidham. Hold my hands up. I was wrong. Last six weeks, he has been absolutely balling. You can see a little bit high touchdown rate, 6.3%, but the guy's just getting it done week in, week out. He's the QB 14 overall averaging over 16 points, and I think it's safe to say that he is now going to be the starting quarterback in Denver for at least next season, if not the year after. Any quarterback that is in that stable of a position in Superflex leagues, you know you can happily go and pay a first for. If you're looking for somebody that's a solid, reliable QB 2, Russell Wilson's your man right now because QB market is absolutely horrendous. I think there's going to be a lot of moving parts this off season, but Russell Wilson is one that isn't going anywhere. The next riser, Chuba Hubbard. He's, tem- he's kind of hinted at it the last few weeks, but, I really believe this is his backfield moving forward. He's looked more explosive than Miles Sanders. We've got a wholesale coaching change. We've got Frank Reich fired, Josh McCown fired, Deuce Staley fired. It could be change, but I think that Tuba Hubbard is a player that this team could potentially commit to and maybe build around moving forward. I think Miles Sanders, yeah, he'll be with the team next year the way that contract's structured. But if Tuba Hubbard can flash down the stretch, it could be that that's a piece that this offence can build around. Bryce Young, Chuba Hubbard... God knows there's not much else that you can build around on this offence. So potentially a sneaky little value right now. I think you can maybe get him for a kind of a late second, maybe as a throw in as a bit part in a bigger deal, but he holds kind of running back to value for the rest of the season. I think potentially another riser Look, we all thought Bijan was going to walk in and be a superstar. It didn't quite happen, but 55% opportunity share last week, he's starting to get the rock more. And look, five top 12 weeks, running back nine overall. He's starting to flash the volume that we hoped he would get. The talent has been there all along. The burst, the explosion. This guy is a matchup weapon that can line up anywhere on the field. You saw on Sunday that, you know, wheel route that he took vertical, really impressive, and he can score anywhere on the field. So he's back up to my running back one. I'd happily pay two first four. I don't think you can probably buy him right now. I think off the back of Sunday, maybe it's it's a hold um, rather than a buy. But if you can go and get get in for somebody that's getting a little bit nervous, maybe you can acquire him on the cheap. The final riser, Calvin Ridley. Now I know there's a bit of rumours that a back to back twenty point weeks because Zay Jones has come in the lineup. That's not the reason. The reason is that the Jaguars have suddenly realised that they can move Ridley around. Calvin Ridley is one of the best pure root runners in the league the problem was for the first nine weeks of the year he was being asked to line up outside win downfield on goes and hitches and nothing else now it doesn't matter how good a root runner you are you can't win if you're not coming across the field you're not making the corner at least guess they've moved him reduced slot of uh, reduced splits they've moved him into the slot and now he's absolutely feasting he's been used all over the field I think Calvin Ridley is what we hoped he would be to start the year now. And I think he's potentially a back-end uh, wide receiver one for the rest of the season. And if you can go and spend a, a, a contender's first-round pick, maybe that's the time to go and buy. Sneaky upside, definitely, because uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is uh, is balling and he's going to have a phenomenal second half of the season. Now, some exciting news whilst you're here. Would you like to become a Golden Deck Chair member of the fantasy sanctuary for free well tom and i we're going to be giving away to one lucky viewer a full access to the golden deck chair so that's all of tom's dfs content the write-up the video all of my dynasty content the survival kit the trade calculator all of that from now until the end of december for free all you've got to do is comment below in this video. We will select one lucky viewer. Just drop that comment below and we'll be in touch to let you know who that lucky winner is. Time to get negative. Let's move to the fallers. Cooper Cup, a big, big faller for me this week. Since he came back from that early season injury, I've been holding out hope. He's been around that sort of Mid wide receiver two in dynasty for me, despite the fact he's not been produced. I've kind of been going, I don't want to drop him because I believe in the talent. I don't want to drop him because i leave in talent. I still believe in the talent, but I'm now getting nervous. So he's now dropped down on my top 24. I think he's worth a late first at most. I don't think you can go and buy him right now. The guy's incredible but he's just not producing. I think the ankle injury is, is a big part of that. I think that sudden explosiveness isn't there. The underlying numbers are really still impressive. 25% target share, 2.3 yards per run, 29% targets per run, but the production's not. He's the wide receiver 46 right now in points per game. Hopefully he can put it together down the back end of the stretch and you know maybe give us some confidence going into the off-season. But right now, it's hard to be excited. So if you can get a mid first for him, if you think somebody's going to try and come and buy low, I'd absolutely snap their hand off right now. Cause I do worry that as we get into that age, 30 age uh, cliff for wide receivers, I worry good cups, best fancy days could be behind him. The next faller, Travis Etienne. Now I know what you're thinking. The running back three overall averaging over 17 points per game. How can he be a faller? well, the last three weeks, he's averaging nine points per game. And that's become because he's no longer a true workhorse. He's split in the backfield. Dearness Johnson's getting mixed in. Tank Bigsby is getting mixed in. And he's been under 75% opportunity share each of the last three weeks. I still think he's explosive. He still can score a touchdown anytime he touched the ball. He's still probably a top 12 back. But the value is definitely declining if he isn't going to get opportunity share, you're not going to get the volume, the touchdowns, the receiving work. It's all going to start to dissipate. And I think that, yeah, if you can sell that RB3 overall price and get, you know, a couple of firsts, maybe a first and a second, maybe a first and a competent player, that's a move I'd be looking to do because I'm worried that Travis Etienne is going to be a back-end RB1 for the rest of the season. So if you can sell high Maybe someone doesn't realise that he's he's not produced the last three weeks and uh, and kind of get out from him before the bottom falls out. The next faller, Derek Carr. Look, I like Derek Carr because I think he's got some job security, but he's no longer like a good solid RB2. He's in that QB3 territory. You can see 2.7% touchdown rate. I don't know what's going on with the Saints' offence. They just can't score touchdowns. EPA per play has been woeful. He's now missing Michael Thomas, Chris Olave's out, Rashid Shahid's out. I think it's no longer exciting, shall we say, to roster Derek Carr. I think you're going to struggle to sell him, so I think he's probably a hold right now. The next big faller, we're going to move on to Chris Godwin. Look, this was a guy many people hoped would be a plug-and-play, solid, wide receiver two, got reliable volume, but it's just not happening. He's outside the top 36 wide receivers overall. Good target share numbers, but he's only had two top 24 weeks. That's just not a guy that you can start as anything more than the flex play. The reason being, he stopped seeing those manufactured touches. Chris Godwin was averaging over three manufactured touches a game, whether that be screens or rushing attempts. That's completely disappeared. He's not getting that high-volume manufacturer touches, and so far his overall fantasy production has plummeted. This is a guy that I would sell for a, an early second right now. I think on name value you can potentially get a little bit more, but unless something drastic changes, this offense rolls through Mike Evans because we know Bake Mayfield likes to take shots downfield, and that suits M- Mike Evans. This is Rashad White, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin is sadly the third piece. So, yeah. It's hard to feel too excited about him right now. And then the final faller, Damian Pierce. Man, he is done, it feels like, as a reliable high upside fancy option. This is a guy that's getting outproduced considerably by Devin Singletree. I didn't drop him despite Singletree's production until we saw them work together. But look, this is now. A split backfield with Singletary getting the receiving work, which means Singletary is going to be the high value player. Damien Pierce averaging 7.4 points per game. He's had three weeks inside the top 36. I would happily sell for any 24 seconds. second. I'd happily sell for any 25 second. I think you can potentially get more just on name value because I think people maybe still buy into the fact that he could be a workhorse on what is proven to be a, an explosive offense. But I honestly believe that he could potentially be falling. Well, that's it for the week. That's it for the risers, fallers. Let me know if you disagree. And remember, get that comment below to get interested and get entered for the golden deck chair.